nine times out of 10, there's some element in there of people come back because of you. That connection that you have. So it really is true that people buy people. Okay. Yes, your treatments are amazing. Yes, the products that you use are amazing and you believe in them. And that's all great. And they get the results for your clients. But actually, people are connecting with you. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Now then, today we're talking all about how to get your business to stand out from your competitors in your area and specifically to your perfect future client. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now, it's brand new. It's brand new edition. It's rather beautiful. And it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Welcome. Hello, friends. How the devil are you? Or as a proud Yorkshireman in me, I should probably say, hey, up, how are you doing? No, I've not lost my mind. Don't worry. Today, we're talking all about how you can stand out or how to make your business stand out by being more you. Okay. Now, the, the key thing here is so many beauty business owners, so many business owners spend all their time trying to just attract anyone into their business, any client that they can bring in. Now, in order to do that, you need to appeal to as many people as possible. So what you end up doing in your marketing, in your communications, in all of your stuff is you end up just sounding like everyone else. You kind of tone everything down um, and you take out anything that you think might offend people and you just become very bland, unlike every other business out there. Now, another thing that I needed to realize as well is your treatments, as amazing as I'm sure they are, as far as most people in the world are concerned, are homogenous. You know, to most people, a facial 
is a facial. A massage is a massage. Now, in the industry, we obviously know that's crazy. That's complete nonsense. There's so many differentiations, but your potential client isn't as knowledgeable as you. So they don't understand the difference. Now, what you could do is you could undertake a massive education campaign in your area to explain all the different things you do and all the qualifications you have and the products you use and what the ingredients do and everything like that. But in today's world where people have got a uh, attention span that's kind of measured in milliseconds, that's going to be really tough to do. It's going to take a very long time. Ultimately, it probably won't work either. Now, inside of one of my programs uh, called the Beauty Client Accumulator, which is where I teach you how to fill your uh, appointment book with clients. Um, but one of the things we do in there is we really, really hone in on who your ideal client is. And I've developed a very specific strategy for doing this to result in you completely knowing who your ideal client is specifically for you, specifically for your business at this time in this area. And it works amazingly. But what tends to happen more often than not, even going through all the strategies that I do, is we always tend to find, or I'd say in like 70% of cases, we tend to find that there's a really strong correlation between who your ideal client is and you as the business owner. And if you think about this, this makes a lot of sense because you're likely to get on well with someone who shares the same interests as you, who has the same feelings, thoughts, political views, um, interests, hobbies, likes, dislikes, sense of humor as you. They're going to be easier for you to work with. You're going to have a stronger connection with them as a client. So it very much makes sense that your perfect future client, your ideal client, your avatar, whatever you want to call it, is someone very similar to you. So from that point of view, then, what's the point in waiting to be you with your clients until they become a client? Because there's two problems with that. First of all, it's going to be harder to actually get them in in the first place. And second of all, you're going to get people, if you try to appeal to everyone, then the chances are you're going to get people who are not going to be your ideal client, which means you won't connect with them, which means they won't be fun to work with, which means they won't stick around for the long term. Okay. So rather than doing all that, wouldn't it make more sense to connect with people better before they're your client? Because if you do that, you're going to get people who connect with you more likely straight away. You're going to enjoy your work. You're going to have clients you like. You're going to be able to work more easily, more effortlessly and enjoy what you do. So in my experience, beauty business owners tend to have big hearts, often pretty big personalities too. Not to say that everyone is an extrovert. In fact, I'd say the majority introverts, but everyone tends to be very friendly and have a great personality as well. Now, another exercise that we do inside of one of my other programs is where we actually go out and speak to clients that we already have and find out their reasons why they keep coming back to the salon. We're doing it in a very subtle way, don't worry. Um, but more often than not, in one way or another, it kind of comes back that the reason that people come back to a particular salon is because of you. It's not necessarily the treatments you do. It's the way you do the treatments. Yes, obviously. But nine times out of 10, there's some element in there of people come back because of you, that connection that you have. So it really is true that people buy people. Okay. Yes, your treatments are amazing. Yes, the products that you use are amazing and you believe in them. And that's all great. And they get the results for your clients. But actually, people are connecting with you. So by softening you, 
in your marketing, um, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. You're actually harming how well your marketing can work. So you can be a lot more of you in your business. Now, the big idea that I want you to get here is that by not being you, by working hard to not be you in your marketing, um, that's actually taking a lot more work. I imagine that if you write a, a marketing email or a social media post, you probably write it out once, then have to go through it several times to kind of take out anything that you think might be, you know, a bit contentious or anything like that. So the big lesson here is that not being more you more of the time is simply making you fall in with all of the other businesses out there. So you don't stand out at all. You don't attract clients because you're just the same as everyone else. Whereas being more you would help you stand out and would help attract those clients. Um, and the problem is here that we're trying to please everyone all the time. We think it's what we're supposed to do, but it's absolutely wrong. And I heard a great story the other day um, or a metaphor to illustrate this. I want to share this with you. So it starts off and there's an old man and a young boy and they're walking their donkey down the side of a mountain. And they get to the first village and the villagers say, what are you doing? You've got this perfectly good donkey and yet you're both walking. So they go, oh, makes sense. So the little boy gets up on the donkey and they carry on. And they get to the next village and they're like, oh, what are you doing? This poor old man is walking and this little boy with young legs is riding on the back of the donkey. So they're like, okay, well, that makes sense. So instead, they both get on the donkey and they get to the next village and the village is full of animal activists. And they say, what are you doing? This poor donkey can't carry both of you like this. So they're like, oh God, what do we do now? So they both get off the donkey and they decide to carry the donkey. So they kind of put it up onto their shoulders and they get through that village and then they get to a stream and there's a bridge over the stream and they get onto the bridge, but it's been a little bit wet and then they slip. And because they're carrying the donkey, donkey falls off the bridge, falls into the water. And the moral of the story is if you try to please everybody, be prepared to kiss your ass goodbye. Now, being more you does not mean being uh, unprofessional at all. I believe you can absolutely have fun, be you, and still be very professional. Professional does not mean being stuffy, being bland, being boring, okay? You can still be professional and absolutely absolutely be you and, you know, use contractions and use slang words and use locality words, whatever they are, colloquialisms. Does that make sense? Um, and, you know, this has been highlighted even more to us over the last, whatever, 18 months by working from home. You know, we've found that we can, as a global planet economy, still be productive whilst not all being in offices, not all being cooped up in cubicles, not all wearing suits and, you know, conforming in that kind of the way. We can be just as productive, if not more productive, by being us in our own spaces. Okay. So that's the kind of the idea that I want to get across. So how can you actually do this? How can you embrace this and be more you to help you stand out in your business? Well, first of all, You've got your salon or your workspace, wherever you do your work, you know, make it reflect you. It's very, very easy to make a quote unquote beauty salon or skin clinic or spa look like a beauty salon, a skin clinic or a spa. There's a sort of perceived idea of each one of what those should be, but that doesn't mean that yours has to be 
the same. You know, you can use whatever colors that you want to use. You can use whatever pictures and artwork that you want to use, have whatever music you want. Obviously, it's got to fit what you do, but if it fits your personality, you know, that decor, the the atmosphere that you have can absolutely suit you. You'll feel more at home there, and I guarantee you it will attract more of the people who resonate with it and are likely to be your kind of clients. Second thing you can do is with your assets, okay? So with things like your website, your posters that you produce, your email, um, all of those kind of things. Help these stand out by reflecting your own personality. Um, You know, same as the salon, colors, music, pictures, decor, words, all of that kind of thing. Now, one of the great things you can do here is you can read out, read aloud any writing that you do for your business. Okay. So if it's an email you're sending out, if it's a social media post, once you've written it, don't over-edit it for a start and then read it out loud to yourself. Does it sound like you sound if you were talking to someone? Because if it doesn't, then it's not your voice. Okay. We've got to remember that whilst our marketing needs to be professional, absolutely, social media for certain is not an English literature essay. Okay. Grammar is understanding in terms of, sorry, is important in terms of it being able to be understood, but you're not aiming for a a grammar prize here. You're aiming for the connection. Okay. So if you use contractions, like I've said, if you use shortened sentences, if you use slang words, that's fine if it fits with your personality. Okay. Um, another thing, use quotes that you love. Don't use the quotes. You know, if you're ever putting quotes out there, again, in any of your marketing stuff or on social, don't use quotes that everyone else uses. Quotes, use quotes that speak to you. You know, ones that you like, ones that you find funny, ones that you find inspirational. You know, don't be afraid to use popular culture quotes. Don't think that for a quote to be good, it has to be written by someone who's been dead 800 years. You know, use a quote by someone in pop media. That is just as relevant if that's relevant to you. Another place you can have your personality stand out is in the communications that you use in in your comms. Um, You know, so again, in emails, in receipts, one of the great things that I love to do, you know, if you still print out receipts in your business or you email receipts to your clients in your business, I think that's a really underutilized way of A, promoting your business because if people tend to look at receipts, okay, because they may need them for uh, tax purposes or, or whatever. But, um, you know, these are something that you you are allowed to send out because they're transactional anyway. So there's no kind of um, permission required for these. So use them for marketing, put something funny on there, put something fun on there, give people a reason to actually look at these things that you're sending out. You know, other things as well, you know, in your follow-up emails, make them a bit more interesting and fun you know, make them reflect your personality and your consultation cards as well. Consultation cards are really are an area that can be very dry and stuffy and boring. So why not change up the questions you ask? Yes, they're important. And yes, they have to still be, like I said, professional, but they can be a bit fun as well. In fact, on that note, I am I'm suddenly recalling an email that I received. This was a, oh, a year or so ago now. Um, But it was an email that I received from someone who had signed up to my email list. Um, You know, no one had put a gun to their head. I'm sure they downloaded a a free something or other. And in one of my email responders, I said, 
something like, I think it was addressed like, yo, first name. So let's say her name was uh, Karen. Uh, it might have said, yo, Karen, thanks for downloading my whatever um, free thing. I hope it's really useful to you if you have any questions, all that kind of thing. I got an email back and I remember I got this email back within minutes of them receiving this email. And I remember it started off something like, dear Adam, do not ever address me in a professional email as yo. And then it carried on in that kind of vein. Now that was the easiest unsubscribe that I've ever had. Because if someone signed up to my email list, and obviously people who signed up to my email list, I'm hoping at some point will become a client of mine, will pay some money to work with me. Um, that person was never going to be a client because I like to have fun in my email. I like to have fun in my training courses. I like to have fun inside of the membership. The membership is probably 70% fun, 30% knowledge and information, but that's the way I like it to be. So someone like that was never going to be a client of mine. So easy, easy unsubscribe. I really tried not to be cheeky in my response to them to say that I was unsubscribing, but I think I may have replied something like, yo, Karen, lol, uh, consider yourself unsubscribed or something like that. Never heard from them again, unsurprisingly. So, um, so yeah, you can be professional, courteous, kind, polite, all of those kind of things and still be fun and personality filled and you and all of those kind of things. And then obviously the big one, the big one is going to be social. You know, you need to use your voice on social. Otherwise it's just not going to land or connect with anyone, you know, but also in your images that you use as well. You know, again, it's very easy to use stock images and I'll be the first to hold my hand up and say that stock images for our industry are terrible. Okay. There's very, very few good stock images out there. And that's why the ones that you see used, you see overused and overused. I've seen the same image of a supposed salon owner standing at their till with a client used by at least 10 different companies in emails. Um, and the problem there is you clearly know it's a stock image. So it kind of then lumps them in with everyone else again. So either use unusual, quirky, out of the box, but still on brand stock images for your business, or take some time and use your own. You know, We've all got an amazing camera in our pockets now with iPhones and Android phones. You know, set up a little funny shoot, whatever it is. Don't have to overthink this. But again, you can inject personality and stand out by your images and by your captions, and by how they're written. So personality, talk about your life. No one can imitate your life. Talk about the things you like. I had a conversation with a salon owner the other day um, who is hugely into uh, classic motorcycles. And she happened to put up an image of her and her favorite classic motorcycle that she was riding. And it got way more traction than any of the stuff that she'd been putting out about her business because it was an insight into her personal life. It had personality in there. People wanted to connect with that. So I would almost say, you know, dispel that myth of there being a typical beauty salon owner. You know, if you're into skydiving or bell walking or motorcycles or dog training or whatever it is, you know, share those things on social, bring out that personality, talk about what you do, because that's how you're going to connect with people. So what do you need to remember here from today's podcast? Well, first of all, remember that you are unique, you know, um, there's always kind of an undercurrent going around of copycat businesses. You know, if you, if someone sees you doing something well, 
very easy for them to kind of either wholesale copy it or copy what you're doing and just change a few things. But you are unique. Your hobbies are unique. Your talents are unique. Your style, your personality, your sense of humor, the way you talk, all unique. Very difficult to copy. So if you use those in all your communications with your clients and your assets and how your business appears and comes across, that's going to be very difficult for anyone else to duplicate, which is why this is the easiest way for you to stand out. You know, being more you will get you more clients. Guaranteed. So number two, not being you is simply more work. You know, if you're writing anything and then having to self-edit that two, three, four times, you know, that is just creating work for yourself. Wouldn't it be so much easier if you could just write the damn email once and send it out to your clients? I say this all the time. I'm willing to bet if you send an email to your best friend, not that we tend to email our best friends, but if you were to send an email to your best friend, you would write that thing once. There'd be all kind of in-jokes in there, all little comments that you'd put in there. You wouldn't be worried about perfect grammar. You'd write it, you'd probably chuckle to yourself, and then you'd hit send. If you could do that, with your emails that you send out to your clients, how much time would you save and how many more emails would you send if you could do that? And number three, no one can copy you. So by doing this, you'll stand out anyway. So what actions can you actually take? Well, first of all, I don't want you to go away and completely overhaul your website and think, well, Adam says now I've got to change everything and it's all got to have personality in there. Ideally, over time, Yes, start to move everything towards that. But don't go away and think, right, now I've got to just change everything. What can you do in small things in your next social post? What little changes can you make in the comms that you already have? You know, are there any things as you're going through, you know, the next week in your salon? Are there any things that you do that you just think, actually, that's just going through the motions. That's just a bit boring. I could make that a lot more interesting for myself, for my team or for my client. How can I bring some more personality to that? Now. I've already mentioned this, but it's worth mentioning again because repetition is the key to understanding. But if you're writing anything and you want to check that it sounds like you, read it out loud, okay? Read it out loud to yourself. Read it out loud to one of your team. Because if you can't tell if it sounds like you, someone else will. And what you're aiming for is you're aiming for something to read as if you are speaking it in the way that you would communicate with one of your team or one of your clients without thinking too hard, without self-editing and all that kind of thing. Just remember, social media is not an English grammar exam. Now, I've been using this idea of being more you inside of a new group that I've got called Money. Forget now, I may have mentioned this before. And this is where over a period of eight weeks, I'm teaching a small handful each time of beauty business owners kind of in this small group, and I'm helping them go through this, a complete framework to upscale their own offerings, exactly what they're doing already, upscale their market and upscale their clients so that they can not only get clients more easily and get better clients, but the ones they do get are actually buying a much more valuable, higher priced thing from you. And this is all using the treatments that you're already doing, but it's based on the principle of taking what you already do. And rather than trying to sell just treatments, we're selling an actual solution and offering a transformation. But in order to do this and stand out, we've been using this idea of being more you, certainly in the uh, marketing process and in the sales process as well. So if you'd like to know more about that, 
If that sounds interesting to you, if you'd like to add between two and three K a month, every month to your business by upscaling your offerings and your clients and how much they're spending with you, then just send me an email. Send me an email to adam at beautybusinesspodcast.com and I'll get in touch with you and I'll send you more information about that. Right. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I hope you have enjoyed this. Any links that I've mentioned, anything that I've mentioned in here, there will be links in the show notes description or in the description below if you're watching this as a video. Uh, I will be back again same time next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing, or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten, and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 